0: awesome oh, well I'll come up this way is that okay so hey it's so good to be back here again the kids are going to go for a wander out and uh, go to kids church which will be great and um, I think I've forgotten how to preach I haven't done this for a few weeks now so I have to remember how to do it if I get stuck Chris you might have to jump up and um, and take over They say it's like riding a bike, you never forget, so that's okay. Well, we had a a really lovely holiday. It was a a nice time to get away and um, just reflect on the things that God would want for us to do um, in the future as a a family and as individuals, and every year Amanda and I do something different. We always uh, lay the whole year before God, um, and... Uh, not not last year, but the year before, um, we were uh, in Harvey Bay, and we laid everything before God. And probably about halfway through a holiday, I got a phone call from a, a um, another pastor from another movement, and um, and he said, "Are you interested in um, in taking on a church?" And I said, "No, I'm not. Um, just as blunt as that, really." And um, and and you know, and that was okay. So we had a little bit of a chat for a bit. And then I got off the phone and God said to me, well, did you ask me? Did you check with me if that's okay? Did you make a decision for yourself or did you just um, make that? So I said to Amanda, well, okay, so we went for a swim that afternoon and we said okay God we are prepared to take on this church if that's what you want us to do um what we didn't know where it was we didn't know anything about it we just knew that if God wanted us to go we would go and um Anyway, so we prayed about it and had a peace and, and said, well, we'd ring the guy back and say, look, look tell us some more. And, and as it turned out, as soon as I picked up the phone to talk to him, God said, no, you're not going, but I just wanted to know you know that you need to ask me first um, to make sure that it's what I want, not what you just want every time. And so, you know, that's what I want for the beginning of, um, of 2020 for us and beyond, um, you know, it's great to be back and, and, um, and, and be doing all the things that we do normally as a church, but I don't want to do church the same as we did in 2019. I'm not interested in 2019, I'm interested in 2020. Um, I'm interested in uh, living in the future, not in the past. I want to build on the past, but I don't want to live in the past. And we had some great things happen, some unprecedented miracles happen in 2019. But that was the year of unprecedented miracles, and I believe there'll be more unprecedented miracles. But God's got a different word for this year, and He's got a different way forward for us. And I'm really excited to share that with you in in a little bit. You know, next Sunday night, we're going to have an anointing church a service where we're going to anoint all of our leaders um, and, and set them apart for the year and allow um, them to um, just come under God's presence and know that God's doing something awesome. Um, in their life as well and you know we started youth group off this year with about 45 young people uh, which is pretty damn awesome um, for, for uh, a start of the year um, event was pretty happy but what I was even more happy about was I was sharing a similar message um, as I'm going to share tonight with the youth and uh, out of the 45 kids that were there 43 of them stood up and said I want my life to be different in 2020." And so that excites me more than youth group. And tonight, I wonder whether or not you want your life to look different in 2020 than it did in 2019. I know for me, um, um, 2019 was a big year. There was lots of stuff happened and, um, and it seemed to be relentless. It wasn't all bad, but it was definitely relentless. Unfortunately, my brain started to tell me everything was bad. And so the way I started to frame everything was through that filter. And that really sucked. It really, really sucked. Has anyone else ever had that happen to them? You've been hit enough times with a hammer. um, It hurts and uh, every time you see a hammer, it associates with something bad. But I was telling the youth on Friday night that we had a phone call um, in 2019. One of our friend's son had been killed in a plane crash. We had a phone call. One of our friend's husbands had committed suicide. We had a phone call. Can you come and identify an ice addict at the police station for me that's been stalking your home? We had a phone call. Your mum is going to die. You'd better come. We had a phone call. My kids said we're moving to Tasmania. I had a phone call. A long-time friend of mine's wife had passed away at 58 in Mackay after a three-day illness. I had a phone call. Another long-term friend had passed away in Mackay on that same very day. So I started to dread the phone ringing. Honestly, I started to dread the phone ringing. Whether it was good news or whether it was bad news, I started to dread. And I got—I—I I started to get into a mentality that even the fun stuff, I had to just do it. It wasn't a fun place to be. Again, it wasn't all bad, but something was the way that I'd framed it at the end of the year. And, you know, it's, I don't know whether or not you are, maybe it's just me, but you know, sometimes I used to, after getting all those phone calls, I was thinking every time the phone rang, I thought, who's died? Or what's going to go wrong now? And even when some of those were good phone calls, I ended up just, my heart would beat, um, it would pulpate, pulp pulsate or whatever you would say and I'd be thinking oh what's gone wrong now what could possibly go wrong now and I just attuned my brain to believe that when the phone rang everything was going to go wrong because that's how 2019 had framed it for me now I could take that into 2020 I can take it into 2021 I can take it into 2022 and every time the phone rings I start to panic and get like that but I can't frame next year like that And I had to go away at Christmas time and I had to reset the clock. And I had to say, no, when the phone rings in 2020, it will be good news. And you know what? There may be some bad news in 2020, but it's not all bad news. There may be some bad things happen in 2020, but it's not going to be bad. It's going to be an amazing year. It's going to be an awesome year. And I'm excited about the things that are moving forward. Or I could just live in dread. It's a matter of, like Yvonne had put up here, what we see in the empty frame. What do we see in the empty frame when we look at our life, and what are we going, and what are we taking into 2020? I determined. Um, I determined when my children rang me and said to me, "We are moving to Tasmania." I could have very easily taken that phone call and went, "Oh, my kids are moving really far away from me. Oh, their their church." shouldn't be sending them to Tasmania they should be sending them closer to me oh and things could just look really really bad and oh and all of those things but I said to him I'm going to frame that phone call the way that it's meant to be thank you Jesus that my children serve Jesus thank you Jesus that my children are important enough in a church congregation in Brisbane that they have seen them as someone awesome and want them to go and fix up another church in Tasmania Thank you, Jesus, that my kids are not just going to Tasmania, but they're going to be working for you down there. My daughter's going to get a job down there, and it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Jesus, they're not going to their church in Mumbai. (laughs) And I started to frame it. And then I started to go one step further. And I said, I am not going to be sad when my children leave because they're only just moving a little bit further away from me. I determined that I wasn't going to get sad. I was going to be um, genuinely happy for them. Not, not faking it. Let's not fake life. Fake life sucks. I wanted to be genuinely happy for them. So um, Amanda went away to Chappie Conference and uh, on the uh, three days during our holidays. And so I decided I would just go through to Brisbane and I'd visit the kids and I'd help them clean out their unit, um, finish the cleaning in their unit and um, and I used the word finish the cleaning in their unit very, very loosely uh, because they hadn't started. And um, so we spent three solid days cleaning uh, their unit to get it to the place where they would get their, bo- not that it was dirty, but we just cleaned and cleaned and cleaned. And we booked them into, a, I booked, Amanda and I booked them into a unit for a couple of nights just so they wouldn't have to sleep in the chemical smells and all of those things. And As I was saying goodbye to Danielle on that day when I'd taken all their stuff into the room and put it there, I knew I wouldn't see her before she got on the plane to go to Tasmania. And I was genuinely happy for her and Jordan that they were going to be working in Tasmania and doing something awesome. And you know what? I didn't have to fake it. I prayed for my kids, I prayed over them, and I was excited about what God is doing for them. It was just the way that I framed it. What are you framing in 2020 that actually you're bringing from 2019 that's going to make your vision skewed? Now, I looked at the words, because it's uh, 2020 this year, Um, I looked up what 2020 vision is. And 2020 vision is a term used to express normal visual accuracy. Clarity, sharpness of vision measured by a distance of 20 feet. So this year, let's start the year with clarity, let's start it with sharpness, and let's start it with correct thinking. Because too many of us, me included, have worked out that one and one equal two, and then two and two equal five. And then everything after that's out of whack. And so everything we see in our vision is not right. And so this year, 2020, let's make one and one make two and two and two make four and three and three make six and four and four make eight. And that's about where I'm going to stop or I'm going to make a mistake. And um, so let's make 2020 the year where we look, we frame it the right way. It says in Proverbs um, chapter 23, verse seven, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he as he thinks in his heart so is he i am a fat ugly lazy slob what do you think i'm going to be i'm a fat ugly lazy slob you say that enough and that's what you will become you say that those things over your life because as a man speaks so he is you know, I say I'm 55, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm never going to die. I'm going to walk into the grave worn out. You talk to anybody, I talk about praying um, over my life every day. I pray, God, I am, I am healthy from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. I have no sickness in my body. I go through um, things in my body. I am not sick in any way. And I will not walk into the grave dead from sickness. I will walk into the grave at an old age from being worn out from use. Because as a man speaks, so he is. As a man speaks, and that's what I want for my life. That's what I want for my life. And you know what? In Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So I can be a 75 or 80-year-old youth pastor, if I want to be, um, or a senior pastor. I can be anything I want because God will give me the strength to do what I believe that I can do. How are you framing 2020 and how are you seeing that this year as we start? Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. When I looked at that verse, once you've renewed your mind... You can see you're able to test and approve what God's will is. You can test and approve what God's will is because when you haven't got right thinking and when you see things wrong, sometimes you don't get it right. You don't see what God's perfect will is. God's perfect will is because you start to see life through um, a lens that um, is not right. You know, it's like the person who kept telling everybody they had a mole on their right shoulder and all they had was a speck on their glasses. It's how you see things that'll frame your world. And I want to frame my world this year um, to be completely, amazingly awesome, incredible, and leave some of the stuff that happened in my past behind me. You know, there's things for each one of us that have happened in our past, not just in 2019, but right back, way back. But we just have to, at some stage, start to frame things the way that God wants us to and see ourselves the way that God sees us and become the people that we were created to be. Because I don't want to be the same person at the end of 2020 as I am right now. I want to, um, I want to start growing. I want to start Trusting more. You know, sometimes you can ask Amanda. Um, sometimes we come from two really different families, Amanda and I. Um, the first time I met um, Amanda's mother for real, um, like we met when she dropped her in Mackay, but one of the first times we met was when we went down there and. Um, I don't know what we'd done, but we had upset Amanda's mother. I think Amanda was in the bathroom brushing her teeth and I was brushing my hair and uh, I don't know what she thought we were doing. But um, anyway, it, it just started World War Three. And it was like, wah, and I'm in the back of the car. We're going off to Ashgrove Baptist Church for the first time. And I'm in the back seat and Amanda's mother and Amanda just going, wah! Wah, 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 And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? For goodness sake, I don't even know. We drove into the car park and they're still going at this thing. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, what on earth is this? Open the door, walk to, hello, pastor. This is my future son-in-law, Graham, what happened (laughs) Jess could change like that but that's how Amanda's brought up so when we have an argument and um, we say it's over, for Amanda it's over, it's done I come from a whole different family I come from a family where we have a lump in the middle of the carpet in the room where we stuff everything under there and we talk about nothing and when we talk about stuff she explodes and we brood and we sulk And we are sulkers and brooders. And so a sulker and a brooder is married to someone who is over like that. So Amanda and I can be having an argument or a disagreement about something. And we'll say, is it finished? Amanda goes, yep. And we'll be having a swim. And Amanda will move on to a whole new conversation. Oh, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm not done. I need to sulk and brood a bit here. You know, so Amanda has had to learn to do things differently and so have I but I can't take that into um, my future all the time Amanda couldn't take that we've worked that out a long time ago we still have hiccups along the way but we worked it out but we can't take those things we can't frame our world that way and what are some of the things in your world that have framed the way you see your future what are some of the things in your world I can't do that because I'm too stupid well, maybe that's because when you were a kid, someone told you, you're, you're stupid. It's not true. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. It's a matter of how you're going to frame 2020. And tonight, I want to start this year off by praying for each one of us that we frame 2020 the correct way. We frame it the way that it's meant to be. Everyone has a picture in our minds of ourselves, our family, our future. The question is, what does that look like? Do you see yourself rising higher, overcoming obstacles and living an abundant life or do you have a picture of yourself struggling, defeated, addicted, overweight, never getting any good breaks? It's a matter of how you see things and how you frame what the future is. Can we have a look at those photos, Jenny, just for a second? Now I don't know, when you look at that photo there, what do you see? Can anyone tell me what do you see? A what, sorry? A beautiful white beach. Anyone else? A storm coming. Yep, anyone else? See anything else? Coconuts there, food. A boat in the water. You know, for some people, they see that storm coming and there's no effect there. They're at the beach, um, they're safe in the beautiful sand, they're swimming in the water, it doesn't look like there's any lightning in that, and they frame that picture very differently. People we camp with at Christmas time, if they saw that storm coming a couple of years ago, there was a storm coming into Harvey Bay when we were camping, and they come and knocked on our door and said, we're going into the common room. We said, why? It's just a little storm. They said, because the last time a storm like that came over, our caravan ended up upside down. They framed that very differently to the way that we framed it. Thanks, Jenny. What about that one? What would you do if you saw that coming? Everybody, I'm just looking at that photo there and there's still people in the water swimming and surfing and not worrying about it. You know, the lifeguards are still there so they're obviously not worried and, you know, I just think that that everybody in that picture has framed it as to what, how their world view is. Thanks, Jenny. Now, I don't know how you see that picture. What do you see that picture as? A, A rough road. You know, if you were, um, if you were um, a four-wheel driver, you might see that as a challenge. If you're someone who broke down in the middle of the, the desert, you might see that as uh, cold sweats. Um, you might start to see that as a time when your car broke down and you fell through a bridge and you had to walk back and you get really, really scared. It's a matter of how you frame those things. Thanks, Jenny. Is there another one there? we might be done, are we? I oh, know. here we go. Here's um, youth group on Friday night. Now I have lots of leaders um, who come and help me, all those kids there. I can guarantee you that at the beginning of this year, all of my leaders could frame that night based on how the last few nights went at youth group at the end of last year. There might have been dread at how many kids were going to turn up. There might have been fear because I don't know if I know what I'm doing. There might have been um, exhaustion because that's how you felt at the end of the year. So you may look at that and go, wow, that's exciting. We've got 45 kids at youth group and some kids, people are going, I just wish two would turn up. It's a matter of how you frame it. Thanks, Jenny. So... These are my leaders from 2020, uh, from 2019 going into 2020. You know, each one of them are going to frame how we see youth group on Friday night. And how they frame what happens, um, how they framed youth group is what, how they're going to see what happens unfold in 2020. Thanks, Jenny. This was the end of um, 2019. And I wondered... Um, I know that night because I went home with cold sweats after having 130 kids there thinking, I have no idea how to deal with this. I have to think about it. Um, There's different emotions come up for each one of us when we see that. It's a matter of how we frame it. So what's in your frame in 2020? What's in your frame in 2020? I was listening to a testimony of a young girl who'd been through a lot of stuff and it was bad and all she wanted to do was die. And she started to shape and pattern pattern, the pattern in her brain that would always lead to, I want to die. It was the biggest pathway in her brain, so whatever happened, it always ended up in that place. I'm having a bad day, everybody hates me, I want to die. I'm having a good day, everything's okay, I want to die. But after a while, she started to change her thinking and started to say, I'm having a bad day, everyone hates me, I want to die. No, I want to live. And you know what? The moment she said, no, I want to live, a little bit of that roadway to I want to die started to close. And the more she said, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a good day, Um, everything's gone okay, I want to die, no, I want to live, that pathway became bigger. To the point where she's saying, I'm having a bad day, everybody hates me, but I still want to live. It's a matter of how we frame the things that we see that go on all around us. As it says in Proverbs again, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. You know, it says also in Proverbs, where there's no vision, the people perish. And so you need to have a vision to put in your frame for 2020. You need to start seeing things the way that they are meant to be, the way that possibly other people see you that you don't see yourself. Because I've had people come up to me and say things to me, and I'm going, I don't see myself like that i don't see myself like that but they obviously do i'm framing it wrong i'm not framing it the right way how have you framed 2020 for you your family your ministry the things that are going on like oh our church will never get any bigger well if we frame it that way that's how it's going to be or oh, I can't do it, I'm too tired, I'm too old, I'm too stupid, I'm too anything. If we start framing our world like that, that's the way that it's going to be. You know, I'm going to say now that God's got an amazing future for our church. And we're going to see amazing things happen here. And there's going to be some changes over the next few weeks. Uh, just watch and see, we're going to see some amazing things happen, some good things happen and we're going to, see that's just a sideline just so you know that, in this majestic year when God's going to leave us breathless. If you want to go on and live a victorious life in Christ, we have to be willing to deal with anything that keeps us from being our best. If it's an addiction, a bad habit, hot-tempered, not getting to work on time, not treating someone right, having a critical spirit, God is always with us doing something, to calling, calling us higher, but you have to be prepared to frame it the right way. I've seen lots of people with lots of potential who have framed their world wrong and have gone nowhere. And that is really, really sad. And I don't want that for anybody in our church. You know, if you're defining your life by the wrong things, defining means seeing something crystal clear. So you're crystal clearly seeing your world wrong. You're not seeing it the right way if you're defining your life like that. And tonight, I don't know what your past has been, but I know your future is much better. I was listening to a podcast on the the holidays and um, the the quote that was on the podcast said, and the reason the windshield is so large and the rear vision mirror is so small, it's because what happened in your past is nowhere near as important as what is happening in your future. And today, tonight, at the beginning, my first sermon of 2020, I want us to frame our world right. I don't want... I've, I've decided to not frame my world like, yes, the phone rings, I'm scared it's going to be wrong. That's rubbish. The phone's going to ring regardless and there's going to be good news. There's going to be good things happen. I can't be dreading all the time. Is there things that you're dreading at, in 2020? Are there things that you're speaking over your life in 2020? Are you framing things the way that they shouldn't be instead of framing them the way that they should be? Jess, you can come up whenever you want to now. You know, John 8 verse 32 says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And this year, I want the truth of who you really are to set you free, to be the person you were created to be. And what I'm going to ask you to do with me tonight is to stand in your place um, if you want to. I'm not going to ask you to come out the front. I'm going to ask you to stand in your place tonight and declare with me that I am going to go home and I'm going to have a look at what was happening in 2019 and in my past, and I'm going to chop it off and I'm going to frame 2020 as being an incredibly awesome, amazing, abundant, majestic year for me and for you. Majestic's the word that God's given me for our church for this year. Beautiful, powerful, causing admiration, respect. A year that will leave you breathless. And I can't wait. I know when Amanda and I went over seas with our children to the Grand Canyon, um, we kept seeing all of these little, oh, this must be it. Oh, this must be it. Oh, this must be the place where we've got to go. Oh, this is it. When we came around the corner and we saw the Grand Canyon, it took my breath away. It was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And it left me breathless because it was a majestic place. And this year in our church, I want to start seeing majestic things happen that will leave us breathless. That will leave us standing in awe of the goodness of God. But you know what? That can't happen if you're always dreading the phone ringing for bad news. That can't always happen if every time the phone rings, you're thinking it's bad news. Because you'll shape your world that way. You'll shape your world that way. And you'll never be able to move past that. And I've had to move past that. And trust God that He has got something better in 2020 for me than was in 2019. And I know there's some people here who have had a rough 2019. I know there's some people here who have had rough things happen in their past. But tonight, it's your opportunity to stand and say to God, I'm going to frame my world correctly. I want you to start showing me, God, the way that I really am. I want to leave the baggage behind and become the person that I was created to be. And 2020 is going to be a year that will leave you breathless. I promise you if you're prepared to do that. It'll be a year that will leave you breathless. If you've never ever given your heart to Jesus Christ and you've never asked Him to come and be Lord of your life and be the most important person in your world, that would be the most majestic decision that you could make. And I promise you that would leave you breathless for the rest of your life. That would leave you breathless for the rest of your life. And tonight, all you need to do is say, Jesus, come and live in my heart and be with me forever. And tonight, you have have started a journey with God. And that will leave you breathless. I can promise you that. But tonight, if you want to stand with me and agree with me that, you know, maybe we've framed some things wrong. And I'm the first one to say that I framed some things wrong in 2019. I framed some things wrong in 2019 and you know when you start letting things um, that that frame your world come into that situation, you go back into 2018 and then 17 and 16 and then I'm back to when I was a 13 year old child again or back to when I was 10 and you start bringing all of this rubbish with you forward because you framed your world wrong. I can't change the past but I definitely can change the future. And tonight, I want you to stand with me if you want to see your future changed so that you can change others. I want you to stand with me tonight if you want to be in a year where you see majestic things happen and that will leave you breathless. I want you to stand with me tonight if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and tonight, that's the first time then tonight we, you can pray and believe that. I want you to stand with me tonight and say, God, I don't know what I need to let go of, I don't know what I need to let go of. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is that holds me back. Tell me what it is that holds me back and then let it go. Let it go and start framing 2020 the way that it's meant to be so that you can see a majestic year happen, great things happen that will leave you.